True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to True Multifamily. I am really excited to have Dan Kidd, Dan the man from Fayetteville. Dan, how are you today? Hey, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You've been on with your other pillars, and today you're back uh, for a solo follow-up performance, and I'm really excited for you to tell the audience about your tenant troubles, your tenant turnover troubles. Uh, you told me you got a story about that. Let's jump right in. If you guys don't know about Dan, check out our other episode or check out the website. Dan's got a page up there. All of his social media profiles are there and his bio. You can learn all about Dan on the website, truemultifamily.show. Dan, what do you have for us today? Hey, so this was actually one of my um, first deals that I ever did, and it, and it was actually the first deal that I did by myself. My initial deals, I actually did with my brother. So this was the, the first one that I had to, uh, to do by myself, and it was just um, a quad that I happened to pick up uh, through Shelby. She was still my agent at the time. I wasn't um, yet an agent. And uh, it just kind of led to quite a few things that taught me um, a lot and I've been able to avoid them in the future. Um, one of the biggest ones is, uh, you know, making sure that um, you're, you get your deposits at the closing, um, especially because I had some, uh, some tenants that then, you know, vacated right after the closing. So, t- and, so tell uh, me about that. So, so you, tell me about what you thought going into the property, what happened at closing and, and then... What was the realization? So it was just um, the, the, the property was uh, 75% occupied at the time. And I was just going to turn over the property to the property management team that I had for the other property that I, that I had down here. And that was, you know, deal with a lot of properties, the same one that we all use. And um, going into it, the numbers looked, you know, pretty good. Uh, and then, you know, I had immediately had, you know, two vacancies. And not just two vacancies, but uh, the one that was evicted uh, went through and, you know, put his fist through every single door in the house uh, and actually took the front door off. Oh. That's, not the, that's not the only time that one's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, happens, uh, that happens more often than you think when somebody gets uh, evicted. But anyway, that's what I kind of came into. 
And that actually led me into something that I'll, I'll come back to later. But yes, yeah, so I had that vacancy uh, through, through that eviction and then uh, another couple were having some issues. And so after um, you know, the, the man left for a while, she, she simply didn't you know, pay. So then she just left in the night one time. And that's when I found out about the fact that even if they leave, uh, you have to wait 10 days uh, past when you would have been able to evict them before you can go in there and touch their things so you can clean out the um, you know, apartment and turn it over. So, you know, a lot of little things I was figuring out um, along the way. And so pretty soon after you closed, you had the one guy who was taking the door off and, and punching holes in the walls and you evicted him or, or that was already in process as you were closing? What, what was the story? Um, it, it actually was. It was in the process coming into the close and I, I wasn't aware of the full situation of it. So okay. then when I got there, um, I, I was able to ultimately get the deposit that, that he had left um, but yes, he, he did kind of go through and there was, you know, damage from a dog and stuff in there. So that one was actually pretty easy for me to decide to do a much bigger rehab one, which led me into the world of Airbnb. So once I decided to do a complete rental of that unit alone, that's when I kind of, uh, one of the pints and properties meetups that Shelby had, uh, the first speaker was an Airbnb guy. So I just decided I'd go ahead, I would finance the furniture and do that unit Airbnb. And that's why we, we were talking earlier about our other Airbnb goals. But anyway, back so you, to so, so you took um, uh, an eviction, um, mm -hmm. someone that's, that's busting up one of your units on the way out the door, and you turned it into a short-term rental using Airbnb. Yes. So, okay, great. So the other three units are all Airbnb or these are all still long-term tenants? Those are still uh, long-term, and to go back and, and do it all again, I might not make short and long-term rentals. Uh, there have been a few uh, issues with that. It's been smooth for probably the past six or seven months, uh, but actually the first month that I opened it, someone decided to shoot a rap video there. Uh, so okay. they, actually, they actually locked down the street. Uh, they were like peeling rubber out there. It was, it was quite a big thing. I was actually on vacation at the time, and I get this random call that the, uh, the other tenants were just worried because they couldn't, A, get, uh, get there. And then it was, you know, by the time I got back and looked at it, you know, there was nothing to see. And they actually didn't trash the place as bad as I thought they might. Uh, so I didn't have to repair anything. But, yeah, there was probably 10 more cars there than there should have been and a lot of loud music and stuff. So that was probably the, the worst. But other than that, it's actually been running pretty smooth. And, um, you know, you know, the dynamic between the, the long-term rentals and the short-term renters is something that uh, we've been concerned about on some of our larger multifamilies because uh, we see a lot of success that, that people like you are having, even in Fayetteville. We have a property in Fayetteville and we think, well, what if we went ahead and, and turned a few units into Airbnb? Um, but it's, it, the economics on it are fantastic. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the dynamic between tenants, uh, that can actually cause cause some problems is what we've seen. And so, at, you know, you might have a tenant that shows up with a wanting to film a rap video uh, that's <laughs> only there for two days. It doesn't have the same kind of security deposit and um, mm -hmm. all the background checks that your long-term tenants have. And you're potentially putting your uh, longer-term tenants at, at risk of leaving by, uh, you know, letting, letting people sort of have that revolving door where they're coming in two to three new people per week. Mm -hmm. And if someone ever did want to do that, uh, the, the biggest one would be, I've actually not had too much trouble with noise. It's the parking. So make sure you uh, very clearly identify where you want your Airbnb people to park and that'll solve 
quite a few of your problems because the long-term tenants, they, they really like to have their, their spaces. And if you've got Airbnb, you know, they bring four people instead of two and then there's too many cars. So that would just be, um, think out the parking plan and definitely designate that. Okay. So do you want to talk about the economics of, of using Airbnb a little bit? Right. So with the Airbnb, uh, what I, what I found, and this was back in February, it was probably the, the first full month where I was really running the, the Airbnb. Um, and at the time I spent most of the money that I had for the rehab actually on that one unit. Um, I fixed a few other things in the other units. One of the other units was actually section eight. Section eight wasn't paying because there were three or four little things that had to be fixed. So I fixed those section eight started paying again. Um, and then again, I poured the, the lion's share into that one and I didn't actually have enough money to put furniture in there. So that's when I found out about the power of the, uh, 12 month uh, financing plans that they offer <laughs> at, at furniture stores. Um, Excellent. And, uh, yeah, and if you're going to go that route, make sure that you, um, barter them down. Uh, most, most of the time, if you're going in there and buying one couch, they won't give you much of a discount, but if you're about to buy $70,000 worth of furniture, definitely negotiate that down to like five or six. Okay. So, so you went in and you renovated the unit because the previous tenant had, had busted it up. So how much was your renovation approximately? Um, so across the entire, uh, project, it was about 36. 36,000 or 3,600? 36,000. $36,000. Uh, okay. And so you would attribute what a quarter of that to, to this one unit? Um, at, at least because okay. it's, it's a little hard to say because of course I painted the entire exterior, sure. yeah. all of the decks. There's some things you do for everything. Mm -hmm. The landscaping was more to attract the Airbnb, you know, pictures and stuff mm -hmm. uh, than it was for the long term. So I did as like, I, I did a much heavier um, landscaping than I would have yet, you know, but it did benefit all of the units. And um, yeah, I'd say easily a quarter to 30% went more into that one. I redid the floors, painted everything, changed out all the knobs and hinges. And okay. um, of course then had to put, you know, the towels, the pots, pans, uh, and, the, and the furniture in there to make it an Airbnb. Right, and you're saying that was another seven or eight grand? Um, yeah, some, somewhere in there. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you got this Airbnb up and running. Uh, how does your rent on that one unit compare to the other, th other three? So it, um, it pulls in now it's doing a little better just because, um, I have enough to where my, my management rate has gone down, but it, in most months it does about net what the other three do. So that um, has actually greatly added to what I initially thought was a good purchase and made it um, much, much heavier in cash flow than I initially thought going in. Of course, oh, I don't you, mean, you mean the one is equal to the, the income from the other three combined? Yes. Okay, so for your one unit, you're, you're saying that equates to three other long-term rent, rentals yes. for the same amount of profit as your one Airbnb rental? Yes. That's amazing. Yep. And I, so that it surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then that leads into what you were telling me before is you, you are working on expanding out your Airbnb business. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that. And, you know, in the context of multifamily, how are you using Airbnb and multifamily together? Um, so anymore, I am not using the Airbnb model with the multifamily as much. Um, if I were going to do that, I would buy, let's say, a duplex, and I would do both both sides Airbnb. I wouldn't I wouldn't continue to mix again into the future. 
Um, and it was, it was just kind of one of those things that as, as it kept going, I, I thought February maybe was a fluke. Maybe for whatever reason, February was hot for Airbnb, but it just continued. And that's when I kind of brought it to the team's attention. And that's why, again, we're kind of diving towards Airbnb more and more right now. Um, whereas we had been going more for uh, turnkey off-market multi mm-hmm. was, was what uh, you know me and my team kind of started doing after um, I had done this this one purchase by myself. Excellent. Um, so what is the management like for this this property where you have three uh, tenants that are long-term, one Airbnb tenant? Um, is it one management company that handles all of it? Are you self-managing? Can you explain that a little bit? So it is two different management companies. Um, like I was saying earlier, I turned over initial management to uh, Gil Jacobs at a lot of properties. And then the Airbnb management, um, the speaker at one of Shelby's uh, Pints of Properties was uh, Toby Prudholm, and he does the, um, the Airbnb management, uh, starting off at like a 25% management uh, expense, which you know it covers replacement of toilet paper, shampoo, whatever. I never have to touch it, look at it. It takes care of all the turnover and, and everything like that. So it's, it's very hands off um, and it was still cash flowing, you know, very, very heavy for me. That's great. And so there's no, no issue with your long-term uh, management company. They just don't, they don't talk to that fourth unit. They don't worry about it. So, um, but, um, but how do, how do shared expenses come into play? Uh, the expenses, I actually have both of them depositing it into the same account. Uh, and uh, actually, after the the rap video that I had talked about, <laughs> that's when the two management companies exchange phone numbers. And um, anytime something comes up, they just you know talk back and forth between each other. Oh, so you can be out of it, and they just talk to each other. Yes, unless something comes up. Uh, generally, what I do is I just let them know. You know, if, if something comes up and it's less than four hundred dollars, handle it. I'll see it on the monthly statement. If it's above four hundred dollars, give me a call, and you know we'll talk to you about what to do about it. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. Um, do you have any, any other tips for people uh, if they want to get into managing Airbnb? Um, do not skimp on the rehab. That, that's not the place to cut corners. So with your long-term rentals, you can absolutely come in there and do just enough to lipstick it sometimes, and you're going to still get a pretty good ROI on it. If you come into an Airbnb and you try to lipstick it, and it is, you know, not quality. If they have a terrible sleep, if the towels are rough, you will get bad reviews, and it's very hard to recover from that. So make sure you go in there, do a great job. Um, what I what I tell people is, uh, you want to be the number one pick. As long as you're the number one pick, your occupancy is going to be sky high. Let everyone else fight for second place. So Airbnb is not the place to uh, to skill. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, Dan, thanks so much for sharing your story. Uh, our listeners. Thanks really, for having me. Yeah, we really appreciate it. This was very informative. And uh, again, if you are listening to this and you want to hear more about Dan, uh, check out his other episodes of True Multifamily. Uh, you can find him Five Pillars and all of the social and web information is on our site. Thanks again, Dan. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.